Night Whispers. It's a hobby. So what's yours? Resurrection. Night Whispers, October 15th, and the title of tonight's Night Whisper is Divine Dental Floss, and your dream word to focus on is change. Amos chapter 4 verse 6 reads, Also I gave you cleanness of teeth in all your cities, and lack of bread in all your places, yet you have not returned to me, says the Lord. The little term cleanness of teeth has always seemed to me to be a most humorous way to describe the ravages of famine. Yet I think a most descriptive way as well, for after a fine Sunday lunch with friends, even after brushing my teeth, there's always an afternoon of tongue discovery and subsequent meal remembrance. Ah yes, there's always evidence of the previous meal hiding amongst the molars and refusing to be swallowed. Since not so long after World War II, we in the West have eaten very well indeed. In fact, we have overeaten substantially. The continued and very visual rise of obesity is a swelling testimony to the fat fact seen daily waddling through all our burgeoning cities. The cry of avast behind is no longer a quaint old naval term. I have never gone hungry. Oh, I've missed a meal or two maybe, but never truly gone hungry. I've used the word starving, but I've never starved. No, nowhere near. I do not know either the chilling chase of a hunting hunger or the foreverness feeling of hunger that a finger-nibbling famine would bring. Throughout these very full times in the West, maybe that lack of a hungry experience has become a big problem for us all, rather than a blessing. Our text for tonight, in all its terrible dental examination, nevertheless offers hope to a cared-for covenant people. God, at the very least, is saying, hey, you've broken our contract and these are the consequences and they are now in effect solely to cause you to come back to me and gain the blessing of the other end of the deal. We have none of that returning in our Western world today, but rather we are struck on all sides by the stunning indifference of God towards us and of us toward God. It is as though God is saying, by his lack of action, go ahead, eat yourself stupid and sin yourself silly. See if I care. And so we sail on, supersized and sick, settled on simply satisfying a cesspit of selfishness that has quietly sold us into a seething and a self-serving slavery, leaving both us and our societies foolish, foul and fat in all of our festering forms. And God, well, like I say, God doesn't seem to care one bit. Is this the truth? Well, maybe not. For on the contrary, if anything, God has sent a worrying wind scooping up in its angry path ten billion quail, filling our waiting nets while saying, you want it? Okay, here it is. Eat it until you're sick of it. Consume it with such a vicious voraciousness until you vomit it out of your growling and grunting green snot-dripping piggy-like snouts. 
I'm past caring. It's a nasty and nauseating picture, isn't it? I wonder then if famine would be better than this foul fatness of our society. I wonder if famine would be better than this overwhelming and blinding fullness, for it seems to me that being sick of fullness is often a precursor to seeking God. I think we need Elijahs. I think we need men and women anointed with the spirit of Elijah. I think we need people of great power who can command the heavens to withhold their watery goodness for years if needs be, so that our crops would fail so that our bones would become familiar once more with our skin, so that we would seek out the divine dental floss, that we might eat only what is left between our hungry little canines. Maybe such a call for famine would foster a seeking that fatness never will. Maybe all this fatness is indeed not the difference of God after all, but rather it is a sign of his judgment. Where shall we get such Elijah-like people? For they shall not come from the church. Not from the church fearful, that's for sure. Not from the church pandering, that's for certain. Not from the church lying flat on her back before the masses, her legs laid open wide to all the world and its mass marketing methodology. No, they shall not come from the virtue-signalling church, but rather from the desert places, rather from the secret places, rather from the waste places of God's wilderness. And when they come, they shall suddenly appear on the scene like Elijah of old, seemingly without father and without mother, but with a message from on high, all lit with fire and formed in thunder. Oh, my heart looks out daily for such prophets, for they will prepare the final coming of our Lord, and they will undoubtedly call forth a famine upon all this foul fatness of our hearts. Meanwhile, I fear this fat generation of ours shall miss this fast coming and mighty message. Indeed, I fear we shall all be buried in oversized coffins, cremated at thirty gallons of fuel a shot, liquidized only to be later poured into the water supply and be drunk by other people, or cultivated for mulch to be used in the rainbow parks of left-wing lunatics. Yes, indeed, as the Gaia galoons have already found a use for murdered babies, it is not unexpected then to see the fat cows we are producing also being used to foster our ecological heritage. Oh, the fatness of gluttony is an ever-hungry beast, you see, and it has a very dark side, including cannibalism, which is also being pushed in the press as the latest tool to save the planet. It may have been a recent political stunt to suggest eating babies to save the earth, but it makes you wonder how long it will be before babies are indeed on the menu. But I digress. This glutinous fatness we are experiencing is a terrible and permitted hard-heartening judgment of God. Unless a famine is called for, the humiliation of humanity shall quickly follow it, and destruction of all we know shall follow hard with that humiliation. Maybe then a people might be left to stand who are ready to seek the Lord. Listen. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and the many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. 
Luke chapter 1 verse 13 to 17. Pray with me please. Lord, tonight we pray that you would anoint your wilderness warriors with the spirit and power of Elijah and that you would bring them to your fold with this mighty message of preparation. Lord, please cease your indifference of conviction towards us and send the Holy Spirit to convict our societies of sin, righteousness and coming judgment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and let it be so. Hi, it's Victor Robert Farrell here. Support us today by getting your latest copy of Night Whispers from nightwhispers.com. That's nightwhispers.com.